Hello and welcome to I Don't Know the Podcast, episode 59, Shit Gurus, part one, Bentinho Massaro. As this title suggests, this is the first of a sub-series about shit gurus. Bentinho Massaro is a young, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Dutch guy who happens to be a self-styled spiritual leader who has gained a huge online following. He offers enlightenment through, amongst other things, adventure sports, international travel, and cigar smoking. As well as his online content, he also holds expensive retreats in Holland, Thailand, and, yes, you've guessed it, Sedona, Arizona. Bentinho comes across as a friendly and approachable guy, and his followers seem very happy too. But is he all that he seems? Is there something more sinister to this unassuming, extremely white Dutchman? And why was a body found at the bottom of a ravine at his Sedona retreat? I don't know, but keep listening and we might find out. It's not easy to find a lot of info on Bentinho Massaro, to the point that I began to wish I'd picked another subject. What I did find out was that he was born in 1988 to a middle-class family in Amsterdam, Netherlands. He says his path to enlightenment started at the age of 16, and he experienced his first major shift in consciousness aged 18. Personally, at that age I was chugging cheap beer and furiously masturbating every hour but each to their own. Since that initial awakening, he has built himself up using online platforms as a spiritual leader. He founded the Trimfinity Academy, an online school for enlightenment, and the Trimfinity Corporation, whose goal is to develop societal structures and technologies. He plans to build an enlightened society by the year 2035, so he's an ambitious young man. However, As smiley as he and his followers appear, not all seem so happy with him. He has faced accusations of being a cult leader, and in 2017, one of his most loyal devotees committed suicide at his place in Sedona. Questions started to be asked about his highly polished online persona. Could he be the digital incarnate of a manipulative guru? Let's find out. Knowing the knower, knowing the knower, knowing the knower. I have found myself drawn to Law of Attraction teachings. Because I've never actually had to explain it to someone before. We are called, we are curious, understanding, loving tribe. So at the age of 18, Bentinho has an epiphany. And at the age of 19, he decides to start exploring his new thoughts and eventually starts posting these thoughts on YouTube. His earliest and first video 
Definitely looks like it's his first. It's obviously before he's made any money at this. He's in a shit bedroom. There's a laundry basket of linens to one side of him. And behind him, there's a TV that even looks old for 2010. But he speaks quite well, even if you do get the impression that his mum might walk in at any moment. Hello. Hello. I want to speak a little bit about understanding, or trying to understand, rather. Because we as a human being, every situation we encounter, we constantly try to analyze, we constantly try to understand our state of being, our state of mind, our situation, our environment, other people, why are they saying this, why am I feeling this? One of the first things I noticed in this clip is his strong Dutch accent. He doesn't have it later. So we're constantly busy understanding life, while in reality, the life that's just here, the life that's simply here, it cannot be understood. What in the hell are we trying to understand? I thought that's what you were here for. What are we trying to understand? There's nothing to understand here. When, when beauty is what we want, when well-being is what we want, when connection is what we want, when wholeness is what we want, when fulfillment is what we want, then we have to stop trying to understand everything. As I said, this is his first video, so maybe we should cut him some slack. But starting off by saying, there's nothing to understand, so don't bother, might not be where you'd start if I was setting out myself as a guru. Life wasn't meant to be understood. It's, it's the embrace of the mystery that instantaneously reveals the beauty of what's right here. Does he mean in that shit bedroom? There's really no beauty in there at all. When we can be in life without having to understand something, without having to make any distinction between what's real and what's not real, or... That very real banging sound you just heard was Ben bashing his mic stand. I used to do that a lot when I started this podcast and before I got better gear. But I bet you're thinking, but Camille, we've never heard such an offensive sound on your podcast. And you're right. Because if I do do something like that, I re-record it or edit it out. Because I have respect for my listeners. Well, most of them anyway. There's a few I don't really care about. But I digress. Where this is coming from, why it's here. The moment we drop it... Uh... There's just, there's this beauty, and it's, it's, it's a natural beauty, it's, it's a natural knowing. So the funny thing is, when we stop trying to understand what we perceive, we naturally understand in here. From within we understand, we know. Is he going a very long way round to say ignorance is bliss? There's nothing to understand. And when there's nothing to understand, what happens is that nothing happens. <laughs> There's just life as it was, as it is, as it will be. It's, it's right here. He goes on for a lot longer, repeating that when you stop trying to understand things, then you truly understand everything. He also bashes his mic stand a whole lot more. So I urge you all, from the bottom of my heart, if you want to find fulfillment, then we've got to get kind of like get out of this treadmill of constantly trying to understand trying to analyze trying to label it's a constant happening right now you might be trying to understand something 
ask yourself, what am I trying to understand right now? Right now, I'm trying to understand why I put myself through this. Listening to twats like this when I could be spending my time with my family. You think that a flower is trying to understand itself? <laughs> it's trying to reach enlightenment? No, that would be ridiculous. But Bentinho seemed quite amused by it. Hell no. A flower enjoys its own beauty because it's not understanding anything. It doesn't need to understand anything. There's no need, you see. Well, a flower doesn't have a mortgage or payments for a Toyota RAV4 hybrid or an expensive alcohol problem. Thinking is just another aspect of reality. And it cannot understand itself. It cannot understand where it comes from. It cannot understand why it's here. And it doesn't care. Life doesn't care why it's here. It's simply here. Wow. It was on that existential crook of shit that I decided to stop editing this first video. It goes on for another six minutes. He repeats a lot about stop trying to understand things. He doesn't mention the lack of accountability of flowers again, but he's probably thinking about it. But I do have a few thoughts after watching that. First of all is that Bentinho is a lot slicker now. He actually has production values now. He's well-dressed and he's not in a teenager's bedroom. So why has he kept this video on his YouTube page? You can see how his videos have evolved over the years because he's kept every single video he's ever made since 2010 on his page. For the year after this one, he started doing videos outside, talking while he's strolling through the very flat Dutch countryside. A year after that, for most of his videos, he's seated in a white room next to a table with a vase full of flowers on it. But it's when you get to eight years ago that you realize he must have started making a lot of money now because he's in Colorado. He's surrounded by ferns and expensive looking furniture and he has a proper mic stand at last. A few questions that came in through the email on the BentinoMazzaroLive.com website. Wow, he's even got intro music now. I have found myself drawn to Law of Attraction teachings. And after years of following many other, what I consider the deepest of teachings, this goes even deeper and is beyond brilliant. I'm happy to be finding that much of your teachings seem congruent with these Law of Attraction teachings. I would love to hear what you have to say about Law of Attraction in its deepest sense. I think there is much misunderstanding in the spiritual community of Law of Attraction. Thank you, Marilyn. Oh, the Law of Attraction. That's the philosophy that we attract what we want or desire through positive thought. Personally, I think it's bollocks. But what does Bentinho have to say about it? Law of Attraction in its deepest sense is you wanting to experience yourself. That's the impulse. That's how you as an individual are born. He now likes to put long pauses into a lot of the things that he says. Not just physically born, but individuated. Before you were born, you were already individuated. And this life is a further crystallization of that individualization process of consciousness. Did you get all that? It's how we are individuated? We're all mountaintops that are extending higher and higher and higher. I'm not. But there's a beauty to extending yourself, to expanding yourself, to crystallizing yourself, to individuating yourself more and more and more and more. That is not separation. And that's where often law of attraction teachings and more non-dual teachings contradict each other. I was just thinking exactly the same thing. 
Nanda Radhi says, we're all the crust. We're all the same one substratum. Like a tablecloth, we are the tablecloth. You are the tablecloth. You're a tablecloth. Some teachings go as far as to say there's no value to that whatsoever. It's just a dumb, dad, stupid idea the universe had one day. Uh, somehow. So ignore it. There's other people there, and they find his comments amusing. But then if I'd paid $2,000 to be there, I'd be expecting Chris Rock standard of material. Not whatever this is. This is worse than Dane Cook. If you look at quantum science, you'll see that there's not actually a structure. And that seeming structure that's held up in this soup of energy is dictated by the observer, as they call it, or consciousness, or you, your beliefs, your expectations, your ideas, your strongest desires, your strongest expectations, your strongest intentions. And now he's invoked the rule of quantum. To quote the physicist Devashish Singh, if a sentence has the word quantum in it, and it's coming from a non-physicist's mouth, you can almost be certain there's a huge amount of quantum of bullshit being dumped on your head. Basically, people like Bentinho go through the following thought process. One, I want magic to exist. Two, I don't understand quantum. And three, therefore quantum means magic exists. He bangs on about us being individuated long, long ago and some other stuff that made my eyes glaze over. There's some slight sniggers from the audience, but he's far from killing it. And I'm starting to think that Whoever wrote in this question is beginning to regret doing so. So what's important is to, yes, include these law of attraction teachings in your life, but not as a form of separation enhancement, but as a form of individuation enhancement, which is a difference. Can you see that? No, but I'll make a note of it. And so one of the possibilities is individuation. One of the best ways to explore all these infinite possibilities is by splitting oneself up, so to speak, in infinite beings infinite individuations or mountaintops or pyramid-shaped tablecloth individuations. Why is he so obsessed with tablecloths? Maybe he's got a bunch of them that he hasn't sold in the gift shop and he needs to get rid of them. But this video goes on for another 12 minutes and I can present any more of it and expect people to keep listening. So we'll get to some of the best bits from some of his other thousands of videos. Sometimes he'll get one of his acolytes on stage with him. I am free to make my choices, and you are free to make my choices. It's as simple as that. Does it feel good? Yes. Are you aligning your thoughts with, I could say mine, but let's say your higher self right now? Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, and you want it that way because you like to be a baby. So that lady has paid upwards of two grand to be bullied and laughed at on stage. You like to be spoon-fed, you like to be taken care of, you like to make sure you're all right 40 years from now. You know, you are afraid. I'm speaking to people in general. You are scared little toddlers that have never fully grown up past the first chakra response, okay? Bloody hell, I'm not a scared little baby. We've all heard the expression that if you say something enough, you'll believe it. Well. Bentinho takes that to a whole new level. Knowing the knower is your lifeline back into source. Source is you, it's me. There's no distinction between me and source. Knowing the knower, 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 right now. And right now, know the knower of this sound. Know the knower of this sensation. Know the knower of this sound. 
Know the knower of this sensation. Know the knower of this sound. Know the knower. Know the knower. Know the knower. Know the knower now. Know the knower of now. Know the knower. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Know the what? Remember. 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 Remember to remember. Remind yourself to remember to remember. So that remembering becomes a constant. I don't need to remember to remember. I have a wife that reminds me constantly. But then I also found this. I'll just interrupt quickly here to let you know that he is not doing what you think he's doing. Awareness goes unaffected. I still exist. Oh, I'm so nervous. So much discomfort. My thoughts are blaming the discomfort. Why am I still uncomfortable after all these years of spiritual integration? Beingness does not care. Existence is still here. Oh, but what about this? Awareness is observing. When have you ever been uncomfortable? So there's a snapshot of Bentinho's various preaching styles over the years, from bullying followers all the way to sounding like he's sobbing through a particularly difficult wank. What he eventually landed on was being an influencer and a guru who can guide you to obtain a high-end lifestyle through his teachings. His Instagram, for instance, has pictures of him with his shirt off, smoking cigars in exotic locations, interspersed with inspirational quotes like, simply ignore lesser thoughts. To me, he looks like if David Mascavich and the Hitler Youth had a kid. But as the money started rolling in, and his reach through social media increased, he started attracting attention. And he caught the eye of Vice, which... If you're the leader of a cult, is not always a good thing. And by the time Vice catches up with him, his teachings have taken on some troublesome themes. Fuck your relationships. They mean nothing. Set your standards a little higher. Feel a little bit more miserable about yourself when you're being fucking retarded. Could this be the same nervous little twink that told us to stop understanding things from his crappy bedroom? As well as his teachings now liberally using the R word, he now says we need to join our extraterrestrial cousins, and he claims to have telekinetic powers. The vice reporter turns up at his retreat in the Netherlands to find out what's going on. Okay, so we're approaching the venue. It's a castle, and it's really nice. It's extremely pleasant here, I must say. It is a castle, a big one, and they enter through very large, ornate gates. So we're waiting at the gates of the venue where everyone's checking in. It's kind of a very relaxed, gradual check-in. People are coming in dribs and drabs. The thing doesn't kick off for a couple of hours, but it's a very chill vibe. You know, everyone arriving is kind of fresh-faced and relaxed. Some people are carrying yoga mats. Everyone's super friendly, like smiling at us, like intense, glowing eyes. And everyone's pretty good-looking. There are many yoga mats... Men with samurai-type haircuts, although I doubt their prowess at martial arts. I wouldn't be surprised if a frisbee came out any second. And there looked to be over 100 people there, all paying 
$2,000. So I'm not sure if there's any math wizards out there listening, but by my calculations, that would make about 200 grand for one weekend. First, the reporter finds one of Bentinho's helpers. Can you give any insight into sort of what's going to be taught this week or what we, could, what we can expect? Yeah, this is so hard. I mean... It's okay. I'm sorry. Why, why is it hard? Because I've never actually had to explain it to someone before. So the title of the retreat is called Infinity in Absolute Abundance. Infinity in Absolute Abundance. Okay. So one of the main teachings that Bentinho has had for years now is the moving towards the highest understanding that we have of who God is or of the Creator. And so infinity is a way of expressing that. Yeah, it's just a word, right? But we have to use words, and that's like sort of a good word. Sounds like going clear, if you ask me. Since the helper isn't explaining things too good, Vice hangs around before a lecture and manages to grab the guy himself. So you're having a meeting? Mm-hmm. Just a little team vibing, you know? And we're allowed to be there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Can you give me any insight into, like, what I might hear or what kind of themes or topics or anything, or is it a surprise? Sure. Um, well, I will be laying out some of that tonight during mm-hmm. the session, but okay. right now I'll attend to this. Yeah. Because we also have to get... Yeah, do your thing. I, we don't yeah. want to hold you up. All right, thank you. I finally met Bentinho himself. He came in flanked by his security guards, but just came straight up to me and was extremely personable. Just like, just seemed like a normal dude, not like a big, meaningful spiritual leader who commands loads of attention and lots of followers. I'm yet to see him like do his thing, but he was perfectly pleasant. And he did seem very pleasant. Vice aren't doing this undercover, the camera's out in the open. And he was smiling and was very nice. His bodyguards, however, didn't look very nice. They were very big and wore very tight t-shirts. The session starts with some Buddhist bells being rung and Bentinho arrives on stage and sits cross-legged in a very, very large comfy chair. And he sits there in complete silence, smiling for a whole eight minutes until... He made it. Silence is very addictive, huh? Get immersed in it, starts to feel really good, expansive. At this point, I'd be Googling his refund policy. So one of the most important things to make this whole life sustainable, especially when you start waking up, spiritually speaking, and you start seeing through the illusions of the matrix, both the matrix as well as the the matrix, the grand matrix, the grand illusion, a form of matter. Of Hmm, the matrix, huh? $2,000 plus travel expenses, and he's going to tell us we're living in the matrix. And the reporter isn't impressed either. She starts having to take notes because she can't understand what the hell he's talking about. You know, stuff like this. Enlightenment or self-realization is the path retracing those steps, those man-made steps, until one finds experientially, instinctively, intuitively, meditatively the source of one's being, which is transpersonal. Nope, me either. Try to find a rainbow and put it in a pot, you'll fail nine out of ten times. Does that make sense? Not really, but 
that does mean I will also succeed one out of ten times. But Vice is as confused as I am and has questions. She manages to catch up with Ben and his bodyguards as they get on a golf cart. I can think of 500 people who would kill me to, for the chance to sit with you in a, in a, in a golf cart. <laughs> we sit here, we can continue dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what so arises. What, how long have you had bodyguards? What's that like? Actually, I generally only have had them in my Dutch retreats. That's strange. I've been to Holland many times and it seems a very safe country. I would have thought he'd need more protection in Colorado. You said to me the other day when you were on stage you had an idea of how you could possibly show me something practically to help me get some insight. Well, I don't know about the practical part, right. but when you become extremely present and clear-minded, your energy field, if you will, starts operating like a mirror. Okay, I'm, I'm ready for it. Let's get weird. Let's get connected. Let's get connected. Are they flirting? The reporter then wanders around the grounds. There are various workshops going on like yoga, shared silence, and something called ecstatic dance, which is basically a two-hour silent disco with no booze or drugs that probably carries a hefty entrance fee on top of what you've already paid. Eventually, the reporter manages to have a chat with Ben's girlfriend. One day I was actually just kind of in my room sitting there and I just had this really strong urge to type in universe into YouTube. So I did. And uh, Bentinho's Parallel Realities video came up and I clicked on it and I, I couldn't understand a word he was saying. I had no spiritual okay, context. That makes me feel better. Yeah, <laughs> I had no spiritual context, but I just had a feeling to just go deeper, just keep going. That is the opposite reaction I've had to his videos. Was this something you were like doing on your own or is it like you had a couple of friends who were also, because... No, it was just me. Yeah, it was a very, very strong desire to... Because I knew, I was like, there must be a, a formula for happiness. We're, we're supposed to be happy, so what is this? I think there is a formula to happiness and I think it mostly involves money. What is the guy like at home? Give us some insight. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, we like to go to the movies. Do you guys have like a favorite movie, TV show or something that you're like super into? Or... No, but we, we do quite a bit of uh, superhero movies. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fun to immerse ourselves in that and experience how there's soft disclosure happening of things within the government, technologies perhaps that are not being shared with the, everyone, but they will share them in these amazing movies. So they think superhero movies are documentaries? You can see subtle hinting to, to a more magical type of existence. And right there you get an insight into how some people fall for, or, or, I mean, become attracted to people like Bentinho. Next up, the reporter gets another private audience with the main guy. I'm sure it has nothing to do with her being a young, attractive female who looks a lot like his girlfriend. Should we move with this? We could sit under it. Did you know he can stop the rain? What? Try it. How? It's intended. It's not apart from your consciousness. Should we both try and stop the rain? Let's do it. Okay. This I have to see. 
Since I live in England, this is probably the one and only thing that he teaches that I would actually use. What am I, I'm gonna just think. Just visualize, visualize a clear sky for okay. example, and the absence of Can it. I close my eyes? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so you close your eyes and you think of a clear day. Be absolutely confident that it has stopped raining in that reality. I think I'm a bit rusty. Despite our combined efforts, the rain prevailed. <laughs> it's trying to stop. Hmm. I'll bet there's some asshole behind a tree thinking about a rainy sky to counteract them. Okay. 2035 is your stated goal on, on your website for upgraded civilization. Remember that year, 2035 is the year that Benny Boy will have completed the upgrade of civilization. These twats always like to put in a prediction and they always fuck it up. He doesn't even need to predict anything, but he still does. Why 2035? That's my estimation of when we will have changed so much in all of our levels of our society that one could look back from that point onwards approximately and say, we were a changed civilization by then and there was no going back. 2035 is a long way off. I, I hope I get to see it, but I need to get to be 68 and I don't see that happening. Uh, that's my prediction. Are you okay with the fact that an awful lot of people are going to be less inclined to listen to what you have to say because you talk about extraterrestrial stuff. Yeah, it, it's a balance because... To be fair, it's no worse than his other bullshit. There's a lot of people that are, that come to my work through that avenue as well. So if I don't also help normalize that concept, then I'm leaving a portion of my job. And I don't feel afraid of it because I'm so confident that this will become clear, that even if people ridicule it now, um, which is totally fine, then they will see later on. Yeah, wait and see all you haters out there. Once someone in the media has labelled you a cult, it's really hard to ditch that label. How do you feel about being called a cult? We are a cult. We are a curious, understanding, loving tribe. <laughs> oh, I see what he did there. It's like when my daughter said that I was cool and then she told me it stood for constipated, overweight old lady. It's not true. I'm, I'm not a lady. Um, I mean, in terms of the definition of cult as something problematic. I've never experienced cults. So after some of those others, other people painting that picture, I started doing a little bit more research, just learning about it. Like, why is it such a big deal to people? Why do they label it a cult so quickly? What do they even mean? When they label it a cult, it's because they haven't really experienced the benefits. They see it from the outside in and it, it reminds them of things that they fear or are taught to fear. Um, so yeah, I don't know how to answer that question. That sounds like something a cult leader would say. And that's because that's exactly what he is. He takes money from people because he says he has all the answers to how they should live their lives. Only this time, it's aimed at taking money from millennials. So there you go, kids. Maybe your generation isn't quite as smart as you think. Episode, Episode 59. 59. Shake your shoes.
Bentinho Massaro, the epilogue. So, what have we learnt this week? We learnt that Bentinho likes to repeat himself. Knowing the knower, 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 right now, and right now, know the knower. We learnt that Bentinho's relationship with his girlfriend might not be based on a mutual interest in exploring intellectual pursuits. No, but we we do quite a bit of uh, superhero movies. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fun to immerse ourselves in that. And, and we learnt that sometimes Benny shows his true colours. Fuck your relationships. They mean nothing. Set your standards a little higher. Feel a little bit more miserable about yourself when you're being fucking retarded. During his interview with Vice, he seemed shocked and surprised that people would think he's a cult leader. So let's see if this is a cult according to the three points outlined by Harvard Medical School. Number one, a charismatic leader who increasingly becomes an object of worship as the general principles that may have originally sustained the group lose power. That is, a living leader who has no meaningful accountability and becomes the single most defining element of the group and its source of power and authority. Okay, check. This shit is all about him and his self-promotion. So number two. A process of indoctrination or education is in use that can be seen as coercive persuasion or thought reform, commonly called brainwashing. Well, again, check. He is all about lectures and people signing up to his courses. He uses repetitive language and he even bullies people to coerce and persuade them. If you string enough New Age buzzwords together, some people are just going to lap it up. And finally, economic, sexual and other exploitation of group members by the leader and the ruling coterie. Of course, I'm not suggesting sexual exploitation in any way. I don't want to get sued. But economic? Well, let's just say... You don't get big Dutch castles and sprawling Colorado estates by giving away stuff for free. This guy knows what he's doing. He's selling the influence of life that young people want and telling them he's the guy that can help them obtain it. Personally, I found him to be extremely smug and unlikable. Maybe that's because I'm old and curmudgeonly. I'm definitely not in his demographic. But like all cult leaders, you have to admire his balls. The Bullster charged $2,000 to put up a tent in front of his castle. Centre Parks might be watching this very closely. Thank you to our new patrons who are Todd X, Sean Watson, Mike Henry of Bandology with Mike and John, Amelia Childs of Ghost Hunting in New England, and Jamie Miller of Surf City Bake Shop Huntington Beach. Also, thanks to our graphic designer, Raymond Rowell of Project Raven Creative. Thanks for listening and tune in again to find out what else I don't know. to talk.